drop. So imagine this, a society of monsters that has, under specific circumstances, has access to every children's bedroom in the world. And their sole purpose is to cause havoc and trauma for these little children. We've got a bunch of characters. There's a tall one that's blue with horns. We're going to have a boss, and he's going to be very, very, very well-dressed. We'll get one of the actors from City Slickers, our two main characters. One of them will be a well-known comedian, and the other one will be from a long-running established TV show. The final climax of the movie is going to take place in a fake bedroom, and at the end, their whole world is going to be changed for the better. No, we're not talking about Disney Pixar's Monsters, Inc. We're talking about the 1989 hit classic, which is neither one of those things, Little Monster, starring Fred Savage and Howie Mandel. for a very long time. I'm so thrilled to, to have them here in the studio today. We are visiting with Jared and Nicole Stull. Uh, they comprise the Stull Train. They are local uh, producers, improvisers, actors, you name it, they can do it. Uh, they will come over and cut your grass for you if you want them to. I am just teasing. Um, <laughs> we probably would. <laughs> uh, they come from a whole family of 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 entertainers and creative people and i am just thrilled to death to have you guys so nicole and jared thank you so much the stall train oh. for being here tonight thanks for having us we um let's just clarify it goes downwards from us <laughs> as far as a creative family my parents don't have a creative oh, yeah, in their bodies neither does hers <laughs> engineer logic yeah i mean they're really creative in yeah. their own ways but own way. none of it would be on stage no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we have a giant family we got four daughters and then we just popped out a baby boy you say oh. that like it was easy <laughs> yeah it was easy and it was like <laughs> earlier today no <laughs> we made a stop on the way over here so we're really excited we haven't named it yet yeah. <laughs> and then of course we are our Joined tonight by our podcast Padawan, Miss Carissa Sutton. Say hello. Hey. Oh, there you are. <laughs> Here it is. And, and Mr. Brett Battistain is with us tonight. What's up? He was really excited when he, when he asked what movie we were doing today, and I told him he was really excited about that. So I think he's got something to say at some point. So. Yep. <laughs> Just not right now. Just not at the moment. All right. So, like we mentioned at the at the at the top there, uh, Little Monsters, August twenty fifth, nineteen eighty nine. Fred Savage and Howie Mandel about a society of monsters that have access to children's bedrooms to scare them. Uh, lots of different things that coincide, coincidentally, uh, with Monsters Inc. Um, I'm really surprised that, that that hasn't come up 
in some sort of litigation and start to dis- dissect some of these things. Yeah, I was actually, while I'm watching the movie, thinking, huh, I thought Monsters, Inc. was super original. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it okay. certainly was. <laughs> um, but, I mean, yeah, there are definitely some similarities there, some differences. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely comes off as, like, a gritty pre-boot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's not like the hustle where it's word for word, nope. play by play for Dirty Run Scoundrels. Nope, it's uh, it, it, it you can totally tell that they, they borrowed quite a bit from that, and but that's okay because it, it does tell a different story. Uh, it has a different, uh, a way different vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening, I was reading up on the, the history of this movie. Uh, it was made for seven million dollars. Uh, that was directed by a guy that was really good at uh, title cards. Huh. Like a lot of people get in their business, they know they do commercials. This guy was like well known for doing title cards, <laughs> and they just you know here how do this movie, uh, seven million to cost to make the official box. This is great. The official box office take is seven hundred and fifty three thousand dollars. Oh <laughs> man! It did not even break a million dollars. Um, Ouch! That was box judgment. office. Yeah, that was the official box office take. Because uh, once they hit a certain time, they they shut it off, and then yep. that what anything they make after that is just goes to whoever rented the DVD or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the distribution Mil- company or yeah. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, less than a million dollars. But I was surprised. What surprised me about that was this movie was big for me. Oh, in '89, I was only nine years old. Me too. This was you too. Yeah. That's what you said. Nice. Uh, this was totally in my wheelhouse. I can remember watching this as soon as it came out. I don't remember re- recall seeing it in the theater. Maybe it could have broken eight hundred thousand if if my family took me <laughs> to go see it. Uh, but we did watch the heck out of this movie. I'm pretty and, sure we had it on VHS that yeah. we recorded it off the TV. <laughs> <laughs> this was probably. I'll have to go back and look. My dad. Uh, we used to rent movies from the Circle K. By our house, uh, he'd go in every every week to get the new release movies, and he would immediately take them home and bootleg them onto oh, yeah. onto <laughs> record them onto. And he had three movies on one disc, and so if I recall, if I, watching this is probably I watched it on on one of his bootleg yeah, movies. Yeah, you got the extended play VHS tapes you could record onto. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah that was six good. hours. Yep, yep, six hour tape. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember distinctly the that Saturday afternoon he got out his t- electric typewriter and he made he type wrote every um, title and put them on there so it just looked like a serial killer's bookshelf yeah, yeah. all uniform all these movies with nothing just the titles <laughs> uh, but yeah we this was the closest th- this was a pretty subversive uh, humor for us as little kids especially when. Uh, when Maurice first shows up in the bedroom and he's looking at the baseball cards and he's doing the need him, got him, got him, need him, need him, got him. Because, the, you know, we had seen that about a year before with Big. Yep. You guys remember the movie Big? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, there is a lot of, like, subversive parody in this that, I, looking back, I think it's like the first time that that's something that really struck to me. And it was like, oh, they're making fun of the different movie. Yeah. You didn't really see. I don't recall seeing before. kind of the cultural callback type of deal that they were. Yeah. yeah, you know, I was fourteen when this came out. Right on. And I did not see it growing up. It was it was not in my wheelhouse. So you saw it for the first time when we watched it. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. 
Yay! I'm not the only <laughs> one. You guys on that side of the table. Well, then what did you guys think? I really want to hear your guys' thoughts then on this if you had never seen it before. So if I'm a youngster, if I, you know, if I go back and I'm, I'm thinking of like our 10-year-old daughter, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, this, this could be really fun for her. A little bit dark, so a little yeah. bit edgy, so there's that kind of vibe mm-hmm. to it. But at the same point, you know, you got to feel good where, you know, in the end, the evil is overcome mm-hmm. and the monster turns good. And in fact, I was just looking. We have right now on our refrigerator, we have a note that our five-year-old daughter wrote to the monsters in her bedroom. Really? Asking them to please be kind. <laughs> what? So that her family could love them and they could love her family. <laughs> so maybe it's even That's going back adorable. a little bit younger. That is adorable. Oh my gosh. But I yeah, I mean, I, regardless of the quality, right? Because we'll get to that stuff. Yeah. But from a story standpoint and the big, huge characters, a mm-hmm. relatable younger kid. Yeah, I could totally see young kids enjoying this film. the the i think the window for this movie is literally the time between the age of the little brother and the older brother yep yeah so anyone from like third grade to sixth grade i think is that a narrow window and it almost is even so the 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 guy that made this being a title card maker i guess that's really indicative that a, a narration is not his strong point so it's like a movie for kids by it feels like made by a kid because uh-huh. it's very much their perspective on, oh, yeah. this, uh, on the way they see the parents, the way they see all this stuff. That Which is unreal. It was also super interesting, that whole part and the the parents. I was struck by how they are portrayed throughout. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can hear their arguing. Yeah. You can see their love for their kids. You see the extreme... Uh, coming down on him, anger from the dad. Yeah, the the dad's anger really struck to me. It, that was the thing really is, strong. You saw the polar opposite side too when he would come in and be like, "Hey, I love you," and tickle him and hang out with him. And so I'm, from a kid's perspective, that's probably how parents are. Like, oh, they're really mad at me. Oh, my ki- my parents love me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just these two extremes out of the dad, which I thought was very interesting. And I was really struck by um, also the amount of chores that the main character got every time something went wrong. And I yeah. thought, man, I got to step up my parenting game. More of my house could be taken care of right now if uh, these little my, minor things are my consequence. Kids, my kids would pack their suitcase and bounce if I told them to go out there and clean the garage. Like, okay, you know what else is out in the garage? My scooter. Goodbye. Yep. Without, without proof, like the ice cream falls out of the cupboard and splashes on the dad, and it is You're like dead, obviously Mr. his Whoa. fault. And yeah. I'm like, man, my kids would be like no here let us where when are we going to court we're gonna make our case you know oh, yeah, right. until proven he doesn't guilty. even put up a thing he just like <laughs> whines for a second i demand a jury of my peers <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's get the rest of the kids from the neighborhood in here yeah so yeah the angry dad i i was I, I thought it was just a like really cool casting <gasps> that they got the narrator and the main character from the wonder years to play father and son in this mm-hmm Oh, it's so cool. Yep. And Ben Savage, real life Fred and Savage re- brother. Yep, yep, real Ben. And the third, there's a third Savage that plays one of the baseball monsters. Oh. Kara Savage. That's amazing. I noticed in the thing, because huh. I always thought it was just Ben playing two roles. And then I looked at the end credits, and it was a Kara <laughs> Savage. So it's almost like a, a Culkin-esque. Just <laughs> <laughs> have everybody. They're like the Coppolas. <laughs> it is like the Coppolas. And the mom was the... Uh, uh, 
her face was really familiar and I couldn't place it till I looked it up while we were uh, was the 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 evil boss from uh, Major League. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. that was that was my wheelhouse when I was 14. It's Major League? <laughs> Heck yeah. Major League, Top Secret. Oh, yeah. Those I, are good. I, I, yeah, I, I wore out Top Secret, the VHS tape. But yeah, that's... Nice. A little, yeah. This uh, this one was a little bit younger than I would have gone to. So I, I was going to say it by 14. Yeah, I think the yeah. teenagers, I think the teenagers probably, it wasn't for yeah. them. You're right. Oh. It was for anybody in the preteen. Between those, those yeah. That preteen section. Because he's in the sixth, yeah, he even says that he's in the sixth grade. And mm-hmm. he, uh, yeah, yeah, anything, anything older than him was whatever. And it's actually kind of uh, interesting. And I'm it's actually for, uh, fortuitous that you guys are here. Because you can really tell, especially a lot of the interactions between Fred Savage and Howie Mandel, that they literally said, okay, this is what you're going to do, and they recorded it. Because I know what improv looks like when I see it, mm-hmm. and I know you guys know what improv looks like when you see it. Yep. And you can't tell me that those two were just riffing and being recorded during those scenes, I think. Yeah, here's correct the, me if I'm wrong, but to well, me it looks... Here's the interesting thing, right? I mean, a $7 million budget you're looking at mostly in 89, probably most of that went to film. Correct. Right? Yeah. Because they're still recording on... You're not recording on VHS for a, no. a bigger budget like this. Mm-hmm. You have to buy film to do mm-hmm. it. So to do an an improv scene where you turn on the camera and just let it go and say, do what you want to do, now it's not a big deal because it's just ones and zeros, right? And mm-hmm. we just put in a new memory card and we're off to yeah. the races. Then they're burning through tape you know, that they have to pay for. Yeah. Um, but that being said, when you have somebody as talented as Howie Mandel, you just – give him the direction that you want to go and then say, go for it. And well, I, I could see that. I mean, mm-hmm. he's kind of manic, almost Robin Williams type in some that's what extent. That's what struck out to me. Struck, yeah. To me was like, well, he's very, very Robin Williams. Yep. Asking but this that film. only worked because I actually was reminded that Fred Savage was a really good kid actor. Oh yeah. He was really excellent. Actor. Everything from the strong character to the emotions and the the realness of some of those moments, and then his ability to riff back with Howie Mandel, because right. you know there were some moments that it's just something that popped out. That's exactly. definitely happened there. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Fred Savage was able to go with the flow and not break character is not a skill that most actors have, let alone most child actors. Yeah. So I was really them. impressed with him the whole way through, and I do think that, that it was the combo of them that was fun to watch. His earnestness and you believe it because he believed it not that the character like fred savage is believing what he is seeing and all the ridiculousness that he's doing he buys so yeah you go right along with mm-hmm. it. it's like oh my I, my hand is gone i'm turning into a monster oh weird okay mm-hmm. now i gotta solve this problem yeah yeah got it fred yep. thanks man <laughs> yeah. no i thought he he was actually really excellent mm-hmm. this was again you didn't have a lot of green screen work in 89. Mm-mm. I mean, honestly, especially with a $7 million budget, mm-hmm. you, you just don't have a lot of computer generated graphics to nope. go with. So a lot of the stuff that they did had to be cheap effects. Yep. And then made believable by the main actors, by Fred Savage and, and Howie Mandel. Well, and they did great. I thought that it was very believable. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, a full a full makeup prosthetic oh. the whole time. Yeah. The whole time. I mean, he's... 
There, there to the point where, where I didn't even actually realize it was Howie Mandel until the end. Till the credits. <laughs> really? And I know Howie Mandel, but I didn't look up or remind myself on anything. I just wanted to go watch the movie. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, I was like, oh, that was Howie Mandel. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it said it in the beginning, and I was super I just, excited I wasn't it. paying much attention, probably. Right. I had kids in the room. <laughs> oh, it makes sense. Well, I saw that, and I, which made me super excited. I was yeah. like, okay, we'll see, we'll see what you got, Howie. So I've never really seen him in anything. I haven't I've seen him in, What, is he on Deal or No Deal or whatever it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's on a bunch of stuff, but... America's Got Talent. Yeah, so I've I've only seen him really in that, and then I saw his name. I was like, all right, okay, we'll see, we'll see what happens. And then I loved his character, his energy, and I loved loved Maurice. It was a really full fleshed out character for sure. Yeah. He has his yeah. own voice cadence. He has his own, mm-hmm. and it's consistent throughout the and whole energy. movie. Yeah. And energy, oh, an exhausting the energy. Ent- oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> again, yeah. It's, a, it's the Robin Williams thing. You know, it's that manic, mm-hmm. but still corralled and controlled and just elevated energy that just it also reminded me through. a little bit of michael keaton in beetlejuice i mean that oh, kind yeah. of Ooh, there was yeah. a little feel of that in there so mm-hmm. it was a mix between like the genie and and the be- and beetlejuice that's the character <laughs> throw on some horns yeah there is a that it, it's it's a good thing that it's endearing because there's like nothing really like he's not a good character. Like the things no. he does is terrible. And well, all and the monsters, all the monsters are awful. And then in, in the context of they're doing this, not for like in Monsters Inc, where they're doing this to like power their for society. power their city. They're doing it just because they're just kind of dicks, and they want to do <laughs> yeah. that. Like that's yeah. they're just doing it for like, the sake of doing it. it does, right. They don't ever establish why. It's just that they right. do. It's a world of chaos. The world of chaos that they love. Yep. Um, well, I think that that's really highlighted with the baby, which yeah. is the oh point where gosh. Fred Savage. Yeah. I mean, that's the point where his character really goes. Wait a minute. Yeah. This is not okay. Like yeah. pranks were fun, being a kid, having freedom. Oh, that's cool. Breaking but things. we are mm-hmm. making a baby. Making a baby. terrified. Yeah, that was pretty intense. For if, if you think of the context, like wow, they, not only that, it was a big deal that four or five of them had to show up to do this to scare yeah, this baby yeah tons of them well wow. and like those were scary things and honestly I have a baby that's about that same age of the baby laying in that crib and I was like my mama heart is breaking and I'm watching Fred Savage and I'm like well this explains the middle of the night crying you <laughs> monsters yeah thanks Howie <laughs> but like it really was like oh that's that's sad this this Howie Mandel getting, getting back to, to, to Howie Mandel he he did this movie, and then a couple years before this, he was in a movie called Walk Like a Man. You guys ever see Walk Like a Man? Oh, you probably. I feel I don't, like. Where he's raised by wolves, so he's a dog. So he the whole movie he's he acts like a dog. It's it's um, Howie Mandel, Christopher Lloyd, and they're they're trying. He has an inheritance, but even though he was raised by wolves, so he's. I like remember a dog. that. I, it was been years since I saw it, but and I it was another movie it. that didn't break a, a break. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it even broke two hundred thousand dollars. It was a very. It was another movie that we rented a lot from the video store. Walk like a man. <laughs> rented. Rented. Yeah. <laughs> so you you look at that, and he's again he's a dog person. Like yep. he's pretending to be a dog the whole time, and then he does this. Um, if someone wants to maybe pull up his filmography or his filmography. And then also to when happened or when his, uh, I guess accident that he had on the side of the road that caused him to be a germaphobe. Uh It total, it's almost like a different 
person now, a completely yeah. different from what you're seeing in this and well, from his old stand. I can remember watching his old stand-up specials from Hawaii and his whole bit. Did, he did one from Hawaii. His whole bit was he dumped a whole bottle, a whole bowl of like poi on, a, on one of his audience members. And it was just manic and all over the place. And now you see him just as hosting these shows and that's more controlled reserved. very more fist reserved. bumps yeah yeah maybe when he became a germaphobe and i'm wondering yeah it's interesting because he is definitely there a correlation there definitely is a strong character actor mm-hmm. which takes a different energy i mean to delve into a character that is kind of like you which is what usually happens when people mm-hmm. get cast in movies right um until you get to the character actors mm-hmm and then you start watching them and they are transforming into more of the caricatures that we don't necessarily see in real life all the mm-hmm. time. So we see those, those are exhausting to play. And also, if you'll notice, a lot of My people who favorite. do play those characters have a hard time emotionally and mentally in real life because yep. they have to separate all of that. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of interesting. I wonder what that did did to him. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting because you... You know, because like you said, like oh yeah, Howie Mandel, Chris, what you were talking about. Oh yeah, I know him from these TV shows. This is different, though. I mean, this oh is, yeah, this is off that's the why wall. I was excited about it because I've never seen any of his movies. I've never seen him really act in anything. Mm-hmm. So when I saw his name, I was excited to see what he was going to bring to it, what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it can go one of two ways. I can absolutely love it. I can absolutely hate it. And I fell in love with Maurice, yeah. his character in this. Like, I just, I, I fell in love with him. I'm curious that when the day will come where you will sit here and say, yeah, this movie was terrible and I hated it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that'll ever happen. Well, I would imagine for somebody with OCD sitting in, like, a makeup chair for hours on end with somebody, like, touching your face would oh, probably yeah. not be a very pleasant experience. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Especially, like, and, like, being a germaphobe, that would probably... Like somebody like yeah, but he has said that that happened from a specific like trauma that he experienced and an accident on the side of the road later, later and after yeah, later in life. I just don't remember. I can't just can't recall when that happened. But there's a huge difference from his career. He wasn't, and maybe he just wasn't bankable. I mean, they're spending all this money putting him in movies, and And they're not breaking. They're not even breaking a million dollars. They're not even getting a, 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 a. less than a seventh of what you paid for it. You know, it's interesting to see. Like, I'm looking at. In 87, so the 9th of October, 1987, Princess Bride comes out. Mm-hmm. And Princess Bride cost $16 million to make. Again, a Fred Savage movie. Mm-hmm. And it grossed $30 million. So it almost doubled mm-hmm. what they invested into it. And then since then, you know, cult classic. I mean, it's interesting. It is one of those movies. So, and then The Wonder Years was on, which was super popular at the time. Which I think came out like a year before. Like it was right around eighty-eight was the first year of The Wonder Years. Mm -hmm. So then Fred Savage. I mean, they had to be making the movie probably at the same time that he was filming Mm -hmm. The Wonder Years Mm -hmm. in order to get it out in eighty-nine. Yeah. But you're thinking, okay, well, The Princess Bride was a hit. The Wonder Years seems popular. This is gonna go. Like when was Gangbusters. He in, isn't he? He's in The Wizard, too, sometime around there. Because oh I loved that movie. Thank as a you kid. for calling that out. I was just sitting here, oh, I can't wait to drop The Wizard. Oh, I no, I love The Wizard. So I've oh. told my kids about it. I'm like, you guys, we have to watch it. I They're love like, the what's Wizard it about? I'm so- like, Nintendo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is a commercial for the Power Glove <laughs> and Mario 3. <laughs> so, okay, so I, I looked up what Howie 
the incident that pushed him over the edge. Yeah. It says that like he grew up and both his parents, uh, his mo- mother and grandmother were neat freaks. Okay. Um, but what pushed him over the ed- edge was when he went to on a trip to Florida and a sand, this is so gross, uh, a sand fly laid eggs in him and larva grew visibly just under the skin of his legs. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, that would push me over the edge. Yeah, and so now he basically feels like anytime there's like when he thinks of like germs and stuff it feels like there's like they're bu- growing under bugs are crawling oh. under his skin yeah, makes sense okay <laughs> see the story i heard him say and maybe he was just telling a joke was like it was this the like he was on the side of the road he was trying to go potty with his kid and it was raining and they slipped in the mud and then it wasn't mud and it was just this big gross fiasco Ooh. but maybe that's just a better that, story than I got bugs underneath I my don't skin. Know, because if you're talking about, you know, number two and like flies and larvae, maybe it's all in the same thing. Maybe that's maybe what it happened. all happened from the same time. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, so geez. either way, there's a, you, you can see a definite shift from manic Robin Williams esque to OCD. what he is OCD. What he's got now. Yeah. 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 A little bit more resolute, but like goofy. So, it's, so the wizard came out the same year. Eighty nine. So did it really? He, he made those yeah. around the same time. Interesting, because yep. I wonder what was the Wizards' box office. I mean, did it cover its budget? I don't know. I went and saw that. I think I <laughs> think it's a t- like it tanked. I don't think it was like a huge movie when it came out. Six million was the budget, and it grossed fourteen million. Oh well, there you go. So that's... it made <laughs> little <laughs> monsters. That wizard cheddar cheese, they went and made little monsters. It's interesting to me that when I'm ta- we're talking about some of these other movies the that follow, were made at the, the following same time, summer it came out. Yeah. No, that way that was in Australia. My bad. It didn't feel to me like the production quality of this movie matches the production quality of some of these See, other that's movies. That's what surprises me that they did came out the same year because they they look totally different. Not only just right. theme, but just like, yeah, what you were saying, everything, film quality. Everything seemed raw, like and... the set. And I realized that they the bought studio? a fixer-upper house. Oh, I, I, I don't know if it was if the If they're same. different studios, then that would explain the difference in production quality. Well, maybe. But even like still. the set, the whole under, I guess it's underground, Monster World, whatever yeah. it is. Like, <laughs> it's big room it was just pallets. a bunch of scaffolding. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I... Th- I look at that and I'm like, it can't be that expensive. I mean, they had to buy some giant stuffed animals, which aren't as prevalent as we have nowadays, Mm -hmm. like in the big bin at Fred Meyer. But that was, I mean, it really wasn't that complicated. They Mm -hmm. had an arcade and I mean, it was basically warehouse style. It's not like they had big backgrounds or anything. Everything was just dark. Yeah. It was just all black and and just scaffolding. Mm hmm. And ladders, which they probably reused there were some from match, different angles. There, oh, yeah, definitely. So There were some match shots you could tell when they're watching. I noticed this last night when they're climbing the stairs to go meet Boy, which I want to talk about Boy because that's a whole whole ordeal too. But I noticed they're climbing the stairs and they get to one flat and they stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all four, all of them are getting on the same thing and, and then it cuts to different scenes. Like, oh, that's the end of their matte painting shot. Yep. <laughs> the rest is all fake. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, there was a lot of corners they cut there. That... Well, their budget includes actor pay, too, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Howie whole... Mandel, Ben Savage, Fred Savage. Well, Who probably weren't too billable. At least not at least not Little Brother. Yeah, Ben Bigger Savage. Bigger Brother more. Yeah, ben but, well, with a, with a last name Savage yeah. being in the family. Yeah. But um, all, and most of the monsters were kids. 
Yeah. Which, yeah, most could have, yeah. yeah they probably weren't paying very much. No. Yeah, they were They're getting They're like the kids at Haunted World with their, their chainsaws. <laughs> yeah. The, um, yeah, I mean, your, 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 your two big names are, is it, is, mm-hmm. is your two main. Kind of the dad, maybe a little. Daniel I mean, Stern, you, you yeah. Recognize the dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stern, Daniel Stern. Sure. Ooh, so good. And, um, except in this for some reason. <laughs> he did not. I was not, okay, this is the be kind rewind, but I was not impressed with like, yeah, because he was really angry, and then he goes back and forth, and just I don't know. I guess if 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 I had time, I'd be like, okay, let's 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 do that again. Like let's. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I don't know if he put this much thought into it, but it comes back to a kid's perspective of right. a dad, mm-hmm. the emotional dad's either really angry or mm-hmm. he's super cool, and I don't. I don't know if as an actor you go into that and think, okay, I'm playing this over the top because it's how a kid would see it. Or if you just do the best that you can, and, and again, you're dealing with a director that probably doesn't have a ton of experience directing. That's what I think it comes it comes down to. I think yeah. that Daniel Stern being seeing this him in many he... different things, he would have. Come on now, he's 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 the guy from Home Alone. Like he's from. Yep. Um, I did think he, he's been around. This isn't his first. Right. rodeo so he has the talent he, he does have the talent. i guess that's what i'm trying to get to yeah totally. so he probably i don't know there were just scenes that i thought were really over the top and maybe he did that on purpose and that's or, why that he gets paid to do these things or and, it could be I the director's so. choice but i also don't yeah. know if daniel stern is really known for being a subtle actor no <laughs> no i'm not saying it's, no, that's not a knock he's just no. he's known for playing like huge big characters physical he's comedy a, yeah physical yeah. comedy yeah. and voiceover yeah, totally. yeah. So. i did think one of the things that was really interesting for me with the parents was watching their marriage break down from yeah. the perspective of their children. But then when the opportunities for being a parent jump back in, they, I mean, like it happens actually at the very beginning, right? When the little brother has the monster come out from under the bed and he calls for his parents and his parents show up, even though they had been arguing and they're both there and they're oh, yeah. loving there. and then yep. they leave and then do you think he hurt us of course he hurt us that's yeah. why he's upset but it was just interesting to watch that whole bit and think in some ways their perspective of how parents are is actually probably more accurate than a lot of <laughs> movies i mean i you're seeing real stuff happen the time when they set them down to tell them that they're getting a separation the, the separation oh, yeah. like Man, almost out of nowhere for no reason was yeah, it was very interesting, and I liked the. I, I really enjoyed it. It didn't. It was. It was an interesting choice because it didn't really bring much else. It just drove driven the point that the dissolution. There, there's dissolution of this marriage mm-hmm. that they're they're fighting a lot. Well, and I think so. Also like, let's just go to this disillusion, mm-hmm. or it's it's reinforcing his view of being an adult mm-hmm. and that adults don't think about kids. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's mostly that it's the, it's more of the disillusion of him with the life. I think a case could life. be made that without the very, the, the, the funny ending without that, a case could be made that, that if it just ended normally and they got out and it was okay, a case could be made that none of that ever happened. Yeah. That it was all just in his in head. His and head? that's how he processed his parents getting divorced and his parents be, being separated and things like that. With Interesting. That the most wholesome, because you have you have the monster world where every anything goes, mm-hmm. 
anything that a kid anything that a kid wants to do they can do the person that's in charge of that is the embodiment of like the most wholesome thing you can think of but it's evil and it's twisted and i'm trying to draw this line here i'll get there it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of like where the wild things are you know where yeah. the little boy is all wild at the beginning and then he goes to the the island of the wild things and just like goes crazy and they yeah. all go crazy mm-hmm. and then but it's it's clearly all in his mind because yeah. a little boy is not gonna like sail across nope. the ocean yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> sail into his room mm-hmm. and that's kind of that's kind of what i think like like in little monsters too is like a boy kind of having like just a, a very overactive imagination mm-hmm. and the monsters are maybe more of like uh, he is smart. He's very brilliant. Well, it's yeah, it's yeah, like Maurice is his imaginary friend. Or because in the beginning he says, yeah. he says I'll never have another friend like Maurice. Yeah. yeah. Or it's even and just so. like, uh, you know, it's like an allegory, kind of like what you were mm-hmm. trying to say of like his parent, like the chaoticness of his life and yeah. his parents like fighting all the time and getting divorced. Like mm-hmm. the monsters are kind of just like a personification of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's I creating th- a place to run away to. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's escapism. Almost. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Maybe we're giving the movie too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> Or we're not giving it enough. Let's yeah. go dive into this more. Very so. ambitious film. So yeah, <laughs> very ambitious. So groundbreaking. The, the evil, time. the evil boss, which I really wish that they just oh so much good there, and it just wasn't enough of it. I think boy, I he looked terrifying even before his face got ripped off. Yep. He uh, what he represents to that world, I thought was freaking amazing. I loved it. Um, and I, I just wish there was more of it. And I, sadly he was way too easily beaten. And that's a shame because I really liked it. I really liked that. You have like what you were saying, Brett, this crazy, anything goes world. And he just wants somebody to play with. Yeah. And, oh my gosh. So good. It was, well, really, I I guess I would have liked even more information Mm -hmm. about what all that was meaning because what I gathered but was never totally said is that every monster that's there was once a human. Correct. They do say that. And I mean, well, they say that if you stay here, you turn into a monster, Mm -hmm. but it didn't talk about the fact that all of these monsters were once kids. So (laughs) are they kids that were disillusioned? Are they kids that were kidnapped? Are they kids that were... You know, what is it about them? And do they miss their life? Do they remember their life? Like, I, you know, mm-hmm. we get none of that. And that's actually a huge plot piece that <laughs> oh, like, yeah, you're going to get sure. turned into a monster if you stay here. And <laughs> then and then that boy wants them, like treats them all like his toys. Right. And they're all terrified of him. Mm-hmm. And he's in charge but of why? What? Yeah. And of why where and, of what? and how? How does he have magic? Mm-hmm. And how does he imbue that with all the monsters? And if they all have magic, why don't they rise up against the boy? Yeah, because he's just up there and uh, some headlights was all it took to just... <laughs> which I love his, the way all the other clothes just fall to the ground. His folds neatly and nice. Yeah. I know. Oh, creepy. So adorable. The other one explodes. Yeah, the other one but explodes. But then brings himself back. The but leg that's can't. not... A t- yeah, boy can't. <laughs> But Snick can with his leg that's not attached but still moving. Yeah. Just imperfectly how it would. So yeah, there's and just the way he the way his face was just on top of just this monster head, I loved. And I really I really wanted just more of that. Yeah. Of that bad guy. And everybody was happy when he's beaten. 
but to what end? So, okay, well, right, now this now? guy that nobody ever saw, nobody ever, never, he didn't do more chaos. More chaos. Guess. Now yeah, there's nobody I don't know what he charge. brought to the table. Yeah, does everybody get to go home? No, they or, make a democracy. That, the thing, is yeah, do they make it? Yeah. Do yeah. they get to leave now? Right. Um, so that boy is, and then when he well, gets his face ripped off, it's just absolutely and, terrifying. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. The, <laughs> the other thing is, all the monsters are scared of boy, mm-hmm. but why? Because they're all super happy creating chaos and breaking things. And yeah, going what is and it scaring. that he does that they're scared of? Right, because they're uh, enjoying their life. Otherwise, they wouldn't be scaring the baby in her crib. Oh, like, yeah, they loved that. So I'm wondering, like, what is it that they're, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he took that one kid's head, but that wasn't even him or that one monster's head. That was Nick or whatever. Yeah, Nick did that for boy. Hey. And there are other monsters running around with these little toy heads, but still, like, okay, I can. That seems like right They're within, still they running around. Sure, doing it. <laughs> and I really liked the look of some of the monsters. There's that dog one that was playing baseball. And I yeah. loved it. it yeah. was some really cool. Yeah, cool those makeup creators. people. That's <laughs> probably where most of the budget went, man. They had yeah, to have a lot of makeup people. I noticed that that dog one, the ears were like the ears would. M- yeah. Yeah. When, would move and yep, stuff. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh. Totally the articulated. Eyes. Oh, the, the eyes. My eyes hurt once. Really good. Yeah. I had to. So I. Unless it's like a really bad movie, I let Tucker, my five-year-old, watch these movies with us, and he loved this movie. But I had to cover his face when Boy's face got removed yeah. because I didn't want to give him nightmares. Yep. But when I, when Maurice's eyes popped out, he freaking he lost it. He thought that was so funny. He loved it. <laughs> well, I do remember as a kid, I didn't particularly love under the bed spaces, and mm-hmm. after this movie. I was even more prone to not like under the bed spaces. Like I jump the... on my bed from four feet away because I can't be too close to the bed where I might have a hand reach out. And I have kids and Jared who will sleep with like one foot out of their blankets. And I think they're crazy because I Monsters. still couldn't do that. Monsters. All of them. And that was one of the stipulations of the little brother and the friend. Like when he had he to, sleep to sleep in his, his room and out. you have to have one leg sticking out. And I was like, yeah, uh-uh. But here's the thing is that, I mean, the Monsters are clearly monsters. Mm-hmm. They're not uh, like the ring where the girl comes out of the TV. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's a girl and it's yeah. freaky. Like if there was a freaky type of boy or girl that came out from under your bed, that'd be a different thing. Mm-hmm. But f- to speak to your five-year-old, it's Tucker. That is. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously like to him. He loved it. Right? It's he almost just... a cartoon. It's almost this. It's not human. Mm-hmm. It's this big kind of fun character. Exactly. And the eyes pop it. out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like going to Chuck E. Cheese and seeing the animatronics mm-hmm. there. You know, yeah. I mean, but our not... kids who think monsters are real, because yeah. well, yeah, this yeah, isn't yeah. the first monster note we've written at our house, and they we, think we monsters are real. We One of them spray. think it's up in the top of the closet <laughs> that they would spray. come out of the dark space at the top of the closet. And so that's where the monster note went. And this one thought they would come in through the door. So this monster note was taped to the their door. The, the child that wrote the monster notes, did they see, see this movie? No. Well, the they didn't actually. It was the 15-year-old. And okay. She didn't watch it. Although she still has. She'll be so mad I'm saying this. But she has legitimate. Her thing is that she can't have her head free to the room. Like she has to have a headboard or has to be against a wall. <laughs> because she has a feeling like a zombie could come eat her brains. <laughs> so she can't watch this movie because she'll have nightmares <laughs> and then the five-year-old yeah i we couldn't i no, just no way yeah she i wouldn't would do flip. it for her or the nine-year-old the only one who could watch it is the 13 year old nice. and actually she used to be the most censored because 
she'll just think and think and think and think and think and think mm-hmm. and think. And so she doesn't go to sleep if she has those pictures. But now she's okay. <laughs> I, I don't think this one would have even held my 11-year-old's attention. If I thinking about it, I don't think he would have even sat to watch it. But Tucker, my five-year-old, loved it. And the eyes he liked. And his favorite part, when I got home from work today, I asked him, so what was your favorite part from the movie yesterday? Because uh, he actually wanted to come down and be on the show tonight. And I said, <laughs> we're gonna do a Tucker show in the future. Calm down. <laughs> um, so what? What do you want me to say? Is it? I love it when the guy gets pissed. <laughs> he loved it oh, when the guy man. when he, he dumps out the apple juice and pees and in the pees in, in the, the bottle. Yeah. Oh, just because he he knows that he can say that in the context of that. <laughs> that pissed. <laughs> And, um, oh my gosh. See, that's why it. I can't believe my parents let me watch this movie. Mm-hmm. My mom, like no language was allowed when mm-hmm. we were growing up. We just didn't talk like that ever. And even saying pissed was a big no-no. And one time we were driving down the freeway and Jared's even heard this story because it was such a big deal. And we were going to my grandma's house and my dad was talking and busy mm-hmm. chit-chatting while he's driving. And my mom tried to say, you passed the exit at the same time she said, you missed the exit. Oh, and no. she yelled out, you pissed the exit. And that's like family <laughs> folklore. Cause that's the <laughs> only time the my exit. mom has <laughs> ever said any language ever. <laughs> and so I'm watching this movie and I'm like, holy cow, they're saying, they're saying damn quite a bit for a kid's movie. And then pretty soon that it's shit. And then I think they even said maybe bitch once, I think. Once there I, was I another word I think they that say I was bitch. really surprised. It was really surprising, yeah. but yeah, the the when he's and I can nine year old Joey still laughs and laughs and laughs at this when he said we take the shit, we break the shit, and then we put the shit back. <laughs> <laughs> we do the bastard, and you get the thrashing. So these kids are all getting physically beaten yes. <laughs> because they're breaking these glassware during their baseball game. <laughs> And just the way that, like, we break the shit, we put the shit back. Oh, my gosh. So funny. And how many times the kids after that point, I think it was three times they said, oh, shit. When yeah. something bad is happening, it's yep. like we broke that barrier and now yep. they can say now it, Now they too. can say it. Yep. But, I mean, legitimately, that sixth grade is a time that oh, yeah. just language happens, you know? I oh, mean, yeah. I Very I, much so. Yeah. Conservative, you know, LDS, Mormon background. Mm-hmm. and Sixth, seventh, and eighth grade were like, oh yeah, full on swearing, you know. That's that why I brought it up before we recorded, is because like I think, I think I know where you guys are coming from. So we have to be careful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we like to play fast and loose sometimes here on the Be Kind Rewind. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that, no but that's it's, it's understandable. Yeah, it's... Well, we also we like to be respectful. Sure. Uh, sure. Um, I will say that. one of my favorite characters in the whole thing is little brother's best friend. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he, he's hilarious. I just loved him. I loved that he's the one that's like the voice, the sounding board for the little brother. Like, oh yeah, I totally believe you that there's monsters. Yeah, let's make your brother deal with so it. So I might have I might have I might have missed this, but why was he sleeping outside in the treehouse? I don't know why they do. Why they he, sleep in the treehouse. Didn't he have a screwdriver in his hand? Yeah. The little brother. Like so I think he was just no, maybe no, the, he was the best friend. The best and friend. Then when Fred Savage comes home, he falls out of the treehouse because the bro- the friend is like sleeping in the yard. I think of and, his own house. Uh, no, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I remember you're talking about when maybe he's asleep he in the treehouse and he falls out. Yeah, for he's no other purpose. Avoiding a bed. Yeah, maybe that's maybe. probably it. That yeah. He's avoiding. That's probably it. And so he does that, but yeah, there's no context into like. This, he falls out of the treehouse. Yeah. That would have killed him. Yep. But it's like, oh, 
this goes right in the same Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, yeah, that. But yeah, he he just cracked me up the whole way through. I loved that character. He was just funny, and um, I like I thought the kid did a great job at that. All oh, the kids no, did. I the bet. girl also, like the smart girl, the smart who's girl. also no nonsense and and kick butt with the yep. rest of them. Like, what mm-hmm. a cool girl character for yeah, that she time was way too. Cool. That was kind of uh, Fred Savage's thing. Okay, we're gonna pair him up with a really cool red-haired girl, just like in The Wizard. <laughs> yeah. Which okay, I'm gonna dream build a little bit because I'm believing in this. <laughs> I follow Jenny Lewis on social media. She's a singer now. The the red-haired girl from The Wizard. She's like a really well-known singer, and every fiber of my being wants to ha- invite her some way somehow to have a show and to have her come to be on the show awesome. because if there's anybody i think that i can like i'm reaching for the stars here and jenny lewis is the one that i think that i want <laughs> and mind you i talked to somebody from i talked to one of the, i got the chance to talk to one of the kids from uh ernest goes to camp so i've got well, that going so for me so step two is jenny lewis from the wizard <laughs> that's so funny no, yeah, I thought it was a great cast of kids. I think they did a great job with that. I love how they go get the bully for no other reason so he can stand in the back and look cool and right. put the, the, the And be the, the muscle. Jumper, be the muscle and put the jumper cake. Oh, gosh. I think when he showed up, I was like, oh, yes. Well, yeah, because they said Sweet. we're going to go get more firepower, right? Yeah. They go to the closet. They get the batteries. They get the lights. But then he shows up, too. And Ronnie. I was like, that's really interesting. Time to wake up, bud. <laughs> you, know, you know what I thought was... And he was I an interesting was, bully. I, well, I thought it was really interesting how they... Like, like the initial setup scene is the alarm clock. Yeah. Where it's going back and forth, mm-hmm. and the hazard lights are blinking, and he's waking mm-hmm. up, right? So he's made this contraption. Mm-hmm. To, smart to kids smart in this movie. Kid, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, the, his the, broken bicycle gets used. Yeah, then he, so he Did takes he? it all apart so he can trap the... He can sink the bed so the monster can't get underneath the bed. I thought that was genius. It makes a, a, tra- a bed trap. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Brilliant. I, it just slams on the floor oh. so there's no escaping. Except how easy the bed is to lift up and that the monster didn't do right, it. That's but true. No, that's fine. It's made of styrofoam. <laughs> It's still cool. <laughs> well, he did it later. The monster did it later. And yeah. you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that was super cool. Although he must have nailed that alarm clock or glued it to the test because there were a lot of ropes tied True. to it. Mm-hmm. But my point is, is that in the end, they tied in that ingenuity into the, the lighting right. solution to yeah. the, the simplified lighting solution to defeat the, the Yeah, we just need the evil. More flashlights. All right, cool. Sure. Perfect. Great. But they had the ingenuity to do it. They'd already set that up, which mm-hmm. is, it's good storytelling. You know, that kind of detail at the beginning that you can pull back into. Oh, yeah. All the headlights the in that closet. The oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. It's the, the, shotgun totally. on the, the shotgun on the mantle. Yep. Piece. Yep. Exactly. Well, yeah. Which and, is fun. Mm-hmm. And even some of the interactions with the girl, too, about their science project. Right. Yeah. And the fact that he didn't actually need her help. He just nope. wanted to partner with her, right? But then we start to get some of that. He's a smart kid who just doesn't care about school yeah. right now because he doesn't care mm-hmm. about much because he's mad that they moved. Yeah, he doesn't have any friends or anything like. He's friends with that girl oh. though. He had a really good relationship with that girl. I, and I totally that's a yeah. really cool bedroom. Oh yeah. Too, by the way, mm-hmm. who didn't want to live in the cool bonus attic area of a house? Should we give <laughs> like, him? I know. All oh, to yourself. This yeah. is so cool. I get the attic. Oh yeah, it was really cool. I've always had that problem with Home Alone, where like as punishment, Kevin gets sent up to the attic, and I'm like, cool. That's where you want to be. <laughs> yeah, dude. that's the best place. <laughs> Speaking of which, that that bully is his older brother from Home Alone, Daniel Rattray, Devin Rattray, yeah, Devin Rattray. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> oh my gosh. 
I'm trying to think. Is this the first time we've seen a selfie made in a movie too? He totally I takes the Polaroid. The Polaroid. <laughs> yep. He was totally so. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I thought that. I wondered that. I'm like, that's a pretty. Wow, that's early a pretty. Selfie. That is pretty early. And I, I cared enough to think that, and then that's yep. the end of that conversation. Well, same thing. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's others out there, but I, I remember thinking that exact same thing. And the dog eating the homework thing was really oh hilarious. Oh my gosh! Yeah, there's... just because the fact that the monster could turn his hand into a dog, but mm-hmm. also. Well, and then they made a super inappropriate joke. I don't know if I heard the joke. Man's best friend, his right hand. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Insanely inappropriate. I laughed so hard. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if Holy I even heard that one. smokes. But those yeah. are like the best types of jokes in these movies because Whoa. when you watch it when you're a kid, you're just like, oh. Yeah, yeah because you're dogs are best friends. Yeah. <laughs> because it's man's best friend. His right hand. Oh and keep in mind, I had not seen this movie when right. I was a kid. So. I think um, one of the things that that was a moment, too, that really struck me is the fact that she's like, yeah, I have my report. And she literally pulls out a typed report, which, by the way, in 89 is not the easiest thing to have, a typed report. Was it nope. typed? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a okay. typed report. And and it was ripped and obviously like chewed on, but clearly that she did it. And the fact that the teacher gave her a zero, right. I'm like, what kind of horrible adult yeah, is that? Yeah, that's awful just because it didn't look very nice. Right. Like, clearly I, mean, I typed this. Yeah. You don't right. have a dog, so mm-hmm. I'm giving you a zero. Because Even you, you, you what? Like, I don't, I, it was clear that it was there, and it was only on the one side is ripped off. I'm like, take it, fill in the blanks, man. It's only mm-hmm. a few words. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was really surprising, not surprising to me, but very indicative of what was happening in the movie where the adults really weren't hearing the kids. Yep. Um, but. Yeah, they, re- they really don't. When they go through the montage of all the things that they do the next morning, like when they put the saran wrap on the toilet and the, the oh yeah and all the kids the are getting in trouble and all the kids are all getting yeah. trouble. I think it's heartbreaking as an adult. Like man, that's awful. It was heartbreaking. No one's listening to these kids. This one kid's going to military school and just because. I know. I, I, so I wish they had sad. established a, a, a better reason for these monsters doing that because there's really no reason for them, other than because they wanted to. They and hate I wish kids. They... Like that's the feeling that you get. They must yeah. hate them. At least Maybe with they monsters, hate the ink. fact that they're not kids anymore. They're, they're still kids, and the monsters aren't or can't be. Yeah. Well, wow. and I thought it was interesting because one of the big things that Fred Savage was freaking out about was that he was getting shorter and laying wet, lay, weighing getting less. smaller. Yeah. <laughs> I had that right. backwards. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and pissed. And then, meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the monsters, and they are mostly small, except for <laughs> Howie Mandel, and then the Snake. yeah, Snake, Snake are really Snake. tall. I don't know. I just thought that was very somewhere in there. The monster lore. I got a little lost. Of oh, they're little. They're little yeah, monsters. Think, yeah, I mean, there is some pieces to their their backstory that wasn't they quite sure about and... that. But I did think that was interesting. That yeah, I mean, maybe they do. Maybe they just hate kids because they yeah. get to still be kids. I don't know. It's it just comes back to how all the kids just buy into every weird ass thing that they're seeing and it's like oh whoops I'm like oh i'm turning to a monster now it doesn't hurt mm-hmm. it's just more of like oh nuisance like <laughs> interesting yeah <laughs> when, i have no arm <laughs> when did when did goonies come out six i want to say 86 87 so the final scene of this movie mm-hmm. the phone call from the phone booth totally yeah. reminded me of goonies the call yeah. from the 
phone booth at the end from the coast yeah yeah where they come out of a a, a poor homeless man's lawn chair <laughs> yeah. on the beach <laughs> yeah it's pretty pretty clever that they ran across the country and it wasn't that far to human that's what yeah that's what was like again going back to monsters inc i remember seeing that it's like that's the same type of thing yeah. that happened mm-hmm. in there they they're able to Moving transverse huge distances yeah. just it's a, by it's a device the that they use in order to move mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. multiple mm-hmm. different locations yeah yeah it is clever for sure that they're running um and i love the one that's coming down the stairs and she's smoking it's like oh Oh, oh, it's the sun come yeah. up there, bud. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Gotta stop smoking. Not the right place. Well, yeah. and I also, yeah, I don't know. There was some super clever parts with this movie, too. And especially, I would say, in how they did weave together some of the family drama that was going mm-hmm. on. And, like, man, that conversation with the mom's friend, they're having coffee the day after the separation was announced. And she's like, so how are the kids taking it? Well, you know, little brother's fine. He went to school. The other one's upstairs. Sawing all the legs off the bed. Yeah. Like, matter of fact. Some people just deal, kids just deal with it in their own way. Kids will be kids, I guess. (laughs) But I just, that conversation between the moms was just funny and. Very interesting. Out of of nowhere, too. Yeah, out of nowhere, especially because a character that we hadn't uh, met before, but it didn't matter, just the context immediately of their sitting there with coffee and the mom is sad and her friend is there to comfort her and then. You know, having a very great conversation that does kind of push the story forward. Because that is one thing. How do the parents justify their son's behavior? Oh, just like this. This mm-hmm. is how we do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we can keep going. Like, that was He's the one thing. He's dealing with a divorce. It's the right. mental right. stress of yeah. the separation. Yeah. Which anyway. they told him, like, that even like, the very next day, he the kid loses his mind and starts cutting all the, the legs off the beds. Yeah, <laughs> I loved how uh, when Snick needed to get to the real world, he just was able to push the the bed <laughs> the, 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 the height of bed out to get out. <laughs> he is very I was powerful. Like, oh, that's clever. Okay. <laughs> there was one part. There was one scene instead of where... going to like a neighbor's house and coming out of under their bed. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Let's just create one. <laughs> the one he forgot. Howie Mandel picks thing. up. Uh, Maurice picks up a, a drill, like an old manual, mm-hmm. like an all drill, mm-hmm. you know, and he makes some comment about being drilled or being screwed or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that really stuck out to me because I was, how did I miss that one? And I, yeah. I don't know what they did with props or how they did that. Or they just had some there and said, use these. And he just went off on puns and all that kind of stuff. Cause there was a couple other times when I saw some of those things pulled in i'm like where did where the heck did that come from mm-hmm. but the drill stru- stuck out to me because my dad had one when i was growing up and i remember we had a uh an entertainment center yep and one time when you know latchkey kids right we got home from school yep. and parents were at work and i got that drill and drilled a hole right in the entertainment center <laughs> of our- <laughs> <laughs> your parents I just, man i don't know how you are still alive yeah, sounds like yeah I, I know exactly where that tool <laughs> could i do feel handy. like i will admit this fully as i was watching this because i was the little girl probably more than any character like you know very head on straight and focused and i'm mm-hmm. sitting there watching the fred savage character thinking i don't even know if i know any kids like that 
And um, then I started thinking about Jared, and I was like, oh, Jared yes, was that kid. I was yep. that kid, totally. <laughs> yep. He was the kid, too, that was into enough mischief that if more mischief happened, they it easily could have been blamed on him. Yep. Yeah, okay, so I and ate that's, the and peanut that's butter how he sandwich. The <laughs> peanut butter and onion sandwich. But I didn't yep. do the bike or the ice, <laughs> the ice right. cream. Yeah. I didn't have ice cream. <laughs> You're the only one in the house that eats peanut butter and onion sandwiches. Clearly, that's why he took to well, the monster world. Well, and you world, do so eat I, weird sandwiches, Jared. I do, yes. He has a mayonnaise, cheese, peanut butter, banana, banana sandwich. sandwich. With mayonnaise and cheese? Whoa. It's, a, it's a specialty. Peanut it's butter delicious. banana, I know, but Think really? about it. With peanut mayonnaise? butter and banana and mayonnaise and cheese. It's like two different sandwiches got made and yeah. smushed together. Oh, yeah. It's delicious. But he, it's I think he probably was that Fred Savage character growing up. I mean, that Jer- that is Jared. Well, I have not tried onions and peanut butter. Well, that but. sounds weird. Um, Sodas, mayonnaise, cheese, and (laughs) bananas and peanut butter. (laughs) (laughs) Or a tomato. What's the one that Harriet Spy eats? Tomatoes and mayonnaise or something? Or like Ali Sheedy in Breakfast Club when she's doing like Captain Crunch and Pixie Sticks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At least those are both sweet. True. (laughs) (laughs) Or like when when Weird Al eats a Vienna sausage inside a Twinkie. <laughs> See, we all have our, our wheelhouses. We all we all yep. come from a specific place. <laughs> I was talking uh, today with someone about the the the, the you you had mentioned latchkey kids. Yeah, you don't see them very often anymore. It's yeah. almost like I mean, I've got kids. You guys have kids. Um, Brett's got kids. Um, like I am a kid. Yeah, Chris is a kid. <laughs> I can recall my my dad worked he worked the post office he was gone at four in the morning yeah my mom worked for Bigelow T she was gone early in the morning bet your I, mom and my dad know each other <laughs> my dad worked at Bigelow T did he really mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk after the show um, <laughs> so I can remember getting up and getting my uh, they would get us ready for school and then I would sit there with my little brother who was in kindergarten and I was in the fourth or fifth grade and we would sit there for an hour and a half or so watching TV until it was time to get up and go to the, to the, to the bus stop and go yep. get on the bus. Um, I can remember riding my bike a mile down the road to this, to the circle K, uh, to rent movies and, and bring stuff back. Um, it is those like memes you see on Facebook where you, you, you just spent your summers outside. Oh yeah. And when it got dark, that's when you went home. Like we would be gone for an hour or two. My parents had no idea where we went to. You Just don't be see back that anymore. The street lights come on. Exactly. <laughs> that was your alarm. Well, you don't see that anymore. You know, you drive no. through neighborhoods, and there's no one. There's not too many kids out there running our around. Kids, no, our kids, our kids are uh, run outside there. kids, and are we they? also end up being a place where a lot of the kids come hang out because all our kids are in and out of the garage, and the front yard, and the backyard, and neighborhood. But it is interesting because I've thought more than once. I'm like, huh, I wonder when someone's gonna call and be like. Man, those stoles don't take care of their kids. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Because that it's is how it is now. You, you do not want to look up sexual predators in your neighborhood. Mm-mm. There's a website. I don't know. And you look at <laughs> it and you're like, what? That's well, here's the six everywhere. houses away. So here was, here, was, here was my thing. For one, it's, you see that in this movie where the two kids that are probably in second or third grade are walking to the bus stop. Yeah. And then he rides his bike. They go to and from school and with nary a parent in sight sure. to facilitate that. What, so what you're talking about, like this website with the sexual predators, they were always living there. Mm-hmm. Now we just have access to the information. Now we know that they're there, mm-hmm. yeah. It's still the same. In fact, now, and I'm, I'm going to soapbox a little bit, 
kids are safer now because mm-hmm. if one disappears, most of the time you can track their phones, and two, your everybody's cell phone's going to light up when one's missing. Yep. Back there's when, nest cameras now. There's, yeah, there's rings. nest cameras. I mean, there's ring cameras. Stuff, there's yeah. yeah, you can track even adults' phones. Where's my phone? Oh, there I am. You have all these things. Uh, back then, a kid goes missing from school at noon. You don't know about it until maybe if you watched the five or five thirty o'clock news. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, they're always shocked the that like, the world even. is yeah. a lot more smaller and safer now. But man, we they're are not. But yep. now we're just so scared because we know. I know. And that's like that's one of the they, downfalls. That's why they I think say ignorance of, is bliss. Yeah. Like you don't, you just don't see that, and this and is, that's what point. That's what I was pointing out in the movie. Um, was those kids are just kind of like doing their own thing. What you yeah, mentioned they with have the chores. The yeah, no, this is definitely go. one of my soapboxes too. I think is that we have made it. I mean, I have responsible kids, mm-hmm. and so my nine-year-old, you know, she's not ready to be alone for very long. But there are times where she would feel totally comfortable. She knows I'm just running to mm-hmm. go put gas in the car or something to just be at home for a few minutes Mm -hmm. but there are people who would think that that was bonkers Mm -hmm. and you know i just is it's interesting to me in the state of idaho as far as i know we don't have like a really strict age thing it's just um deemed at responsibility level if they're responsible enough but it is an interesting thing in a different world and that's what i was thinking too and i'm watching this list of chores that the dad gives the the kid and i'm like man that hedger like Cutting the bushes? I don't know if I'd let my kids cut the bushes. They're going to cut their leg off. I was nine years old. I was mowing the lawn. I was using the weed whacker. I couldn't touch that stereo that you had, the entertainment center. I wasn't allowed to touch that entertainment center, but the weed whacker I certainly could use. It's interesting to me how how different that was. And to hear him list off that list, I'm like, girls, are you going to be okay cleaning the baseboards? I'm like... Heck with wow. that. You guys go do the t- Yeah, the get up there on the roof order. and clean the up the manual labor. Yeah, the manual labor. <laughs> yeah. I worked uh, at one of the Walmart stores that I worked at. Uh, my oldest would get dropped off uh, before I got off work. And I would let him go sit up there at the sandwich place. I let him walk around the store. And my spouse was like, why would you let him do that? I said, well, everybody knows me that works there. There's not an inch of that building that's not on camera yep. mm-hmm. he knows exactly where i'm at he knows exactly where everything's at he's going to sit and look at magazines he's going to look at action figures and he's going to go back to the sandwich place and sit there and drink a soda every single person that works there is going to help keep an eye on him yeah maybe not overtly but at no, least subtly but they'll, they'll yeah. know that he's mm-hmm. where he is and what he's yeah. doing it was a smaller store everybody knew that that was yeah. my kid and it was totally cool and then so to see that played out in this movie uh, was, was kind of refreshing. See, I wasn't crazy. Mm-hmm. Like kids yeah. did mm-hmm. just go and do crap. They were this. able to walk to the bus stop without mm-hmm. having a parent escort them to the bus stop. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's so interesting to see like the evolution of technology in mm-hmm. in movies. Like we oh, were watching, yeah. we were watching Psych the other day, and they go from like early flip phones to all of a sudden touchscreen phones, and it's just over the series. It's interesting to see how the technology advances mm-hmm. through the actual through the medium. lifespan of the of the mm-hmm. series, and and in this one, I mean, eighty nine, you, you 
personal computers were barely a thing. You know, home computers were. That's why it was so surprising. She had a typed report. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. She and she didn't even little... have to tear off the edges of the paper. It was already all It wasn't perforated. Well, look at movies like the, the very first Fast and the Furious. The first thing that they steal in that movie in that truck are TV VCR VC- combos. Yeah. Exactly. That's what they're stealing. Exactly. It's, it's not DVDs. Not No, it's TV VCR combos. Right. And in this, I mean, you probably had three channels on TV. They're mm-hmm. moving into a fixer-upper, so there's lots of stuff that needs mm-hmm. to get done. But, yeah, w- what do you do? You just go outside and you find uh, – I mean, it's, it's your imagination. Mm-hmm. It's Fred Savage's imagination mm-hmm. throughout this whole movie. And that's – I mean – I did. A, yeah, a my, my kid has probably just about every Fortnite and Minecraft uh, – um, uh, thing that you can get on the video games the yeah. the the things he's probably gotten every single one the of thing in the video games yeah the, i don't play video games i'm an old man cute. it was adorable how you said that just, all the I different all the different uh things that you have to achieve achievements in those games and, yeah. Yeah, if i were to tell him to go out and find go get that bike that's behind the garage and bring it inside because we're going to make a trap out of his bed he'd cry because oh, yeah. he would have no idea <laughs> Yeah. what he would do how he can would... i do that yeah yeah i think the closest our kids have come is uh leprechaun traps oh yeah yeah you know how you start something as a parent and then you're like oh what did i do <laughs> and that one year the leprechaun came and brought uh reese's peanut butter cups oh and after that, you guys it was are one game of those on. people <laughs> and oh like, no man i was just doing one thing once <laughs> oh my god now, now they have to they make traps. traps that have to get tripped with but bait and all kinds that of stuff. part's that's cool hilarious. because they're like working science they're, yeah, they're raiding the recycling bin and their craft area and trying to come up with all Create these different the little kinds lightning of from the pencils and... just out of nowhere i'm like hey an old phone from the from the 1900s great oh, yeah, that was spin cool. that because i know what that is <laughs> <laughs> there's a video with kids trying to use a rotary phone i love that video oh, yeah. i love that video I love that video. and I loved having the rotary, oh, rotary phone that my grandma yeah. had. Did you see the one in the movie with the big giant numbers hanging out? Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, with oh, the big numbers? That yeah, that's of, a good that phone. That was one of the ones that came after the rotary. Like, that was pretty quick mm-hmm. after when we, the went, big, to, the when big, we went to that cool. Yeah. I, remember I remember we thought it was a huge deal that our, that our cord... We got like the 10 foot or 20 foot yes. cord so we could wander around the house. My grandma yep. had one of those mm-hmm. on her rotary phone yeah. on nice. the wall. <laughs> she had that yeah. thing till she died. My no. dad was a big yeah. techno person and you know, he's an electrical engineer. So we always had like, we had a microwave and we had a, like a really nice stereo system. And we had, you know, all the different TV things and the VCR and we had video games come. And, and I remember when we got the, uh, cordless telephones and that was a big the deal cord, cordless and we got telephone. Yep. you know a tv a big screen tv with a remote control and like all of these things and i remember those as a kid like that was just normal that we would have cutting edge technology and now i'm like you couldn't keep up with it for it at all oh no, no. i can't keep, i can't keep up with there's no way these, one of my um, uh-uh. one of my best friends growing up when i was i've known her since i was a baby and her her mom and my mom were best friends and her family would have every single game that came out, like Super Nintendo. She had these like entire boxes of just Super Nintendo games, and my every single game, just random yeah. stuff. My neighbor's heard of. cousin was that way. He yeah. they would fly in once a year and stay with my neighbor at the neighbor's house yeah. for the week, and uh, he even mentioned that yeah, he just got the power glove going back to the wizard, <laughs> and 
It's like, did you? I was so excited, but he didn't bring it. I was pissed because I've never gotten a chance oh. to even try one of those. I'm sure you can pick them up for halfway decent for not too much. Now. now, someday yeah. I'm gonna try. Let's a, a take a power, look. Uh, yeah, wasn't look it, it interesting? On. When did the TV remotes come out? Because that was a huge deal for the dad the when TV. the TV remote was missing. Yeah, and he can't like the clicker thingy, the the thingy with the, the TV. Remote, he doesn't know how, how yeah. to do it. And I'm yeah, I'm thinking, no man, what you probably didn't even have a remote a year ago. Just stand up. Yeah, like, well, go I, to the TV instead. He stands the, up and goes to the window. Did you guys have the thing. the the brown thing with all the numbers on that, yeah. and you had the, the the slider on the side? Yeah. So there uh-huh. was one through like. 12 i think is what it went to or 14 and or 13 it went to 13 because hbo was on 14 and 14 i'm going back to now i remember where my channels were because i'm that little fat kid <laughs> i knew where his channels were and he had the three things but um yeah i can remember we had the a cordless phone that i used to sneak in and talk to my girlfriend when i was in a senior in high school yeah. <laughs> well after my mom went to bed I would sneak the the cordless phone and talk to her. And you'd always cover it just in case yeah. somebody called, so that exactly the, the parents can't there was hear no the sound. Ringing. Yeah. That's funny. That's mm-hmm. a and that was like fancy. Like I a had a phone. long distance kid that not really a boyfriend, but a, a kid that I really liked, and I would talk to him on the phone, and my parents knew about it. And now I'm thinking, man, I wonder what that phone bill was and why they were okay with that. Maybe they were just relieved. After nine and after <laughs> on weekends. Well, because I had moved. I moved at the end of my junior year of high school okay. from Utah to Idaho. Okay. And so I didn't, I think they were so, they felt so bad about the social upheaval in my life that by the time I was a that's senior, a huge, it was like. Yeah, that's a huge thing. Your it was last like, oh, year. you have a boy yeah. you want to talk to on the phone? That's great. Say hi for <laughs> us. <laughs> I think they were just okay we'll with it. We'll pay whatever but, it takes. Yes. But yeah, now I think about it. I'm like, man, we get a big cell phone bill for one of our kids and I'm going to lose it. Anyway. Well, long distance is included in cell phones now. So at that point, it's kind of hard to drive up your cell phone bill. Yeah. Luckily, my kid, my kid uh, Miles, my oldest, has a cell phone and he has the same penchant as me. He's like, we don't talk on the phone. No, I'll text him all day long, but yeah, don't call me. That's how I, <laughs> I don't want to talk on the phone. Um, I want to real check real quick. I didn't oh, even right like, cool. I didn't even like talking on the phone when I was younger. Well, that was really? well. That's just it. Like when I got, you know, when I'm thinking, man, I used to like talk on the phone to my girlfriend in high school. Ooh. I know, right? <laughs> oh my like, god! When when I got my kid, when we got uh, my oldest his cell phone. I mean, I told him, it was like. Don't pretend, you know, you, you will have zero privacy on this. We're going to look at this whenever we want to, you know, because you're in a few years, you know, yeah. might, yeah. might be into somebody. And uh, well, we're going to look at that and don't think that we won't. And I'm Good thinking back, it's like, man, my mom just like care less that I was talking on the phone at all hours there, of the night. There were no pictures. and Yeah, no. you, couldn't, you couldn't send pictures. There was only and, so much you and could I wasn't say. That, and back then, I wasn't all that creative anyway, so it wasn't <laughs> that big of a deal. Oh, man. <laughs> I do love uh, going back to the, the, the film with the parents fighting. Oh, man. Kudos to the, the passive aggressiveness of the mom in this movie when he's sitting there watching sports. And she's like, have you seen like a? Do you know where my remote is? Yeah, I don't know. Have you seen a? 
sandpaper. sandpaper or a paintbrush <laughs> around anywhere. Like, oh, ooh, more like Pettywise the clown. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> he, he was aggressively watching sports. It he was really like, was. He was way into it. And yeah. He needed his remote because he's got two games going on at the same time, and it yeah. was all about it. Again, yeah. I think it was that over-the-top type of... Very aggressive character. Dad. Very just... Oof. My So we were in the car just two days ago, two or three days ago, and my five-year-old was I was updating the football game because I, I, I can't watch on my phone and we're driving. So yeah. every 15 seconds, I'm getting the game cast on ESPN. Right on. So just, you know, play-by-play. Play. Gotcha. And my five-year-old says, Dad, you love football more than us. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and I don't, I don't. I don't watch football. I mean, we pay for Netflix and uh-huh. we pay for Amazon Prime, so I don't. That's hilarious. I don't watch football. Wow. But you love it, it. In her mind, I do love it. I love it. And whenever my my college team plays, I like to game cast it and you know kind of be involved. But in her mind, I'm the aggressive mm-hmm. sports football watcher <laughs> that Fred Savage's dad was. And how know? how old? She's five. She's five. The five year old. Tucker yeah. did the same thing today. He oh, was yeah. all up, up in it. He's like, he was being all sweet. He said, can I please come and be on your show tonight and talk about Little Monsters? Because oh he's very, he's very articulate. Very, very much so. And I said, okay, look, how about this, buddy? Like, I can't, like, we already, you know, because he knows these words mean, like, we're already cast. We're already booked. Um, I will come, yeah. I will have you on the next couple weeks. Well, I'll have you come on the show. And we'll even get with Brett and see if he's going to so do excited. his show. We're going to see if, if he's going to do his show and we'll go talk to you. Like, I'm, I'm selling him all these other things. And he was just like, I just want to do things with you. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, my gosh. Kids have a special uh, I felt that now. Hey, Skull Train. Um, we're going to have to just. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I can't uh, I got a. I have to dad I've got a happy meal in my future. <laughs> I got Yeah. And then is. I think about all the crap that I do with him and for him and by him. It's like, oh. Yeah, but still. <laughs> I know. That's we man, we love our kids are all awesome. I will say our 5-year-old, she is something else. And I just I don't <laughs> even quite know how to put it into words, but other people in our life, they like all of our kids. All of our kids are awesome. They're smart, they're fun. Mm-hmm. Um there is something about Castlin that everybody notices and they just and she is just her own person and she will get you to give her things. And yep. so we just keep reminding people to mm-hmm. not let her win everything. <laughs> my nephew, my nephew tried bubble. to pull something on me yeah. a, a couple months ago. Yeah. yeah. I was like, no, I know what you're doing, buddy. And I told she my does. brother about it. I was like, I was like, he was trying to hustle me, bro. Like, I, he's he, like, did you do it? I was like, absolutely not. I knew what he was doing because I was the master of that one. I was like, yeah, See, I would do it. Like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no. Yeah. She, but it's totally, yeah. she is. She, it's funny. She actually had a big audition and everybody's been asking me how this audition went and i said you know i'm not sure i i feel like if she's if she's on her game mm-hmm. i can't imagine that they would cast any other little kid but i just don't know if she'll be on her game or not and she went and did the audition and i and she was on her game and i thought well i mean i didn't get to see everything i only saw the beginning and the end because they walk them into another yeah. room and um i thought well maybe it'll happen i don't know and then i thought we would have heard by now and i i can't say what it is but i found out today she did get cast and i was yeah, like she did Yes, yes, right she on. did. I knew she was she on her was game on. that day. Yeah. Right on. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it that. is so different. My oldest, he lives up in McCall with his mom, and he'll go, I'll go three or four days, 
eventually it's me. I'm like, hey, Miles, how are you, man? And he, oh, I'm good. Yeah. Playing Fortnite. Yeah. All right, well, whatever. Fortnite. All right, cool, man. Well, I guess I'll see you this weekend. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> my 15-year-old has left me notes beside my bed that give um, life updates with a just thought you might like to know. Oh. Thanks for telling me that thing oh. three days later, you little stinker. Yeah. I, honestly, I, don't, I, I think any time invested in your kids is time well invested. I mean, oh, look at that! You know, because that's a good one. Well, yeah. I, well, I tend to, I tend to think that I tell my mom things, but then I, and I, I'll, I'll the, whatever thing will come up, and I'm like, oh yeah, da da da, and she's like, you didn't tell me about that. And I was like, because in my head I did, because I tell her everything, and I'm like, oh, whoops, my bad. Yeah, it, yeah. I love I you. I promise. It's time. Well, and honestly, yeah. that's one of the things. Like what Jared's talking about, that time spent with them is amazing, and I get frustrated being the mom taxi. But now my <laughs> oldest can drive, and I've realized I'm spending so much less time with her. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, it's the beginning of there the it end. Is. Mm-hmm. Dang yeah. it. Yep. When Miles <laughs> lived in town, I would take him to school three days a week. And yeah. it was back then, I, I you know, I, I feel shit, I feel crummy for thinking this, but it was almost like a chore. And then I look back, it's like, man, those were some of the funnest times. Right. That's time. Stopping that, yeah, at the Jacksons and man. making our, we had our jokes and little videos we would film and all sorts of stuff. And yeah. Our nine-year-old, she's such a deep thinker. And I remember her when I would take her to kindergarten and she'd be sitting there and she'd be like, so mom, what if our heads were where our butt is and our butt is where our head is. <laughs> now, granted, that was not one of the most deep thinking moments but she had. Think, like, but she had just been sitting there for a little while and then she's like, I mean, would we then have to like do headstands but they'd be butt stands in order to go to the bathroom? And how would we sit? <laughs> like, would That's everybody... clever and creative. And, I love yeah, it. Yeah, it was the longest, coolest conversation about just body anatomy and why we are built the way we're built. And it's just, it's interesting. And there are other times, you know, that... There are just times if we can engage, and I think that's one of the points, is not being distracted. And I think a lot of times we blame smartphones and technology for being distracted. But even back to this movie, absolutely. I clearly the dad was distracted. Oh yeah. How much quality time did he spend with the kids? You know? Even how much time did the mom spend with them not? And so that was interesting to me too, because I think parents have been not engaging for years. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, they're just different <laughs> ways. The, the ice cream scene just really hit me. Like I, there's times when I just don't listen to my kids cause I'm doing something else. Yep. Call Big of duty time. mobile just came out. Right. So I mean, oh, I, that's what I, you've been playing. I like to play. Call of duty mobile. <laughs> it's, Figured it's, it out. it's fun. You know I mean? It's a fun little game. I can play on my phone and it's uh, battle Royale mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And then, I kind of am just side listening to my kids and this dad was obviously doing the same Mm -hmm. thing, you know, and then the ice cream falls and it's not about finding out, well, why did this happen? Why, you know, why were you up at night? Or did you accidentally do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's more about, you know, let's punish you for this. You could say, yeah, like, I'm really curious as to why my kid is getting up in the middle of the night to eat these weird sandwiches. Like, what is he thinking in his head? What's their emotional state? Yeah. Well, and that's about, Uh, but in real life, I would just be like, damn kids up again get out of the fridge yeah, not to mention that that first night he was up eating a sandwich and watching tv to drown out the sound of his parents fighting yeah mm-hmm. oh they were fighting oh. that's why he was up listening to tv which i thought that was also kind of a funny 
honestly probably a talk show was the cheapest production i loved thing that they talk show <laughs> loved it and fun fact it was the guy that played snick played the character oh that played the, the thing the, oh i love that it's just a, a public access show about broads <laughs> like, yeah. or chicks yeah. and, like, and he just like talking to it like it's oh, like a thing so and funny. oh it's so anyway, awful but but yeah i, I, mean, I love it the whole reason he was up at night was because of that. And mm-hmm. the parents recognized that the little brother being scared of a monster might have something to do with them fighting, but they never connected Into that he was up watching TV. Eating, eating yeah, watching yeah. borderline smut and eating Dealing with the food. emotional right. issues that they're causing. Right. Yep. I just yeah. thought that was so interesting. You know, and I, one other side note, something that I feel really passionate about, something you hear a lot when it comes to parents is they'll say, you know, never let the kids see you fight. And I actually think that is... Not totally correct. Not outright fight. Or Jared and I made a pact before we even got married that we would never intentionally hurt each other. So when when we have disagreements, we're never mean. Like I, I we're never doing nice. something, never saying anything that's mean. There's no insults. There's no right. And if my feelings digs. are hurt, I know Jared didn't do it on purpose because we made that nice. promise and we keep it. So so that's one thing to be said for it. That doesn't but, mean I'm not stupid sometimes. And she can get pissed at me for being stupid. <laughs> but when we have a disagreement or something like that, I think it's actually good for the kids to hear that we have a disagreement and hear us resolve it. Right, yeah. Because if all they ever hear is the fight, I think that's interesting. Or if they never see the fight, then they when they come to have real-life relationships, and guess what? It's not always peaches. I mean, Jared and I have been married now coming up on 18 Almost years 18 years in a and month less than a month like it's not right. always perfect but we we have moments but we deal with them and i think letting your kids see the moments and the dealing with are not a bad thing and that's really good you, you, and i i can remember growing up i never remember my parents resolving their issues i remember them fighting and then storming out of the house I don't remember being present for the the makeup, so to speak. I mean, not the makeup, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. The, the coming to, you know, a, agreement or or having a discussion. The apology, and even now, yeah. like with yeah. Tucker, like we fight. Not, I don't think he's really even there for it. Just kind of like fizzles out, and yeah. Now I'm already thinking about what he's exposed to. Like, well, I mean, that's the thing. You can't live in a house with a bunch of people and not have disagreements. So parents are always going going to have those. And I think it's just a matter of letting kids. Kids are going to see it. They're going to pick it up. They're aware of it. They're worried about it. They think it's going to be their fault. I mean, obviously, these two kids did right at the beginning, right? They both. Yeah, they you know, knew. Especially the little brother. He's like, oh, it's my fault. It's I'll, my fault. I'll fix this. I'll yeah. fix this. I'll fix this. Yep. And he'll fix this. And he'll fix mm-hmm. this. We'll be better. Please don't do this. Yep. Kids are going to think that kind of stuff unless we have to take. I, I find this a lot, actually, where people will be like, well, they're too young for us to talk to them about this. No, that's no. not true. That they're is actually never young. true. Yep. There is a level to talk to them at, but Mm -hmm. there is never a secret to be kept. I just, Mm -hmm. I don't keep secrets from my kids. You know, I've had family members going through cancer and we've had some health things and we always talk to our kids because Mm -hmm. they're not dumb. In fact, they're usually smarter than us and it, we just don't keep secrets. Now we don't tell them all everything to, you know, full amount terrifying. It's at their level. But I think that that's something to, for me personally, that I, I feel strongly about but it means my kids can trust me mm-hmm. and it means they can ask questions. And I think that is also flips it. It's a big deal when my kids lie to me. They don't lie very often. B- 
because it's a big deal. And when they do and I tell them, well, I don't trust you anymore. You're going to have to build that back up again. And that is like crushing to them. It's like like hearing that your parents are disappointed in you rather than Oh, that's what killed me as a kid. Me too. And so when it comes to things like this, like if my kids tell me that they didn't do this, I would believe them more than I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Even the five-year-old. Because I might ask her three times in a row, just to be sure. <laughs> There'd be a cross-examination right. in there. My get the niece, light out. Well, my niece you're lived with, with me, them, and they... she was like, man, Nicole, you always know. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I well, yeah. always know. When you talk to them like they're people, mm-hmm. not... We talked to Tucker children. like he was like yeah. a person when he was a little baby, and that's yeah. why he's five. Oh, yeah, we've never talked baby talk. Very super articulate. Uh, yep. Super, super articulate. And, um, yeah, it's very helpful. And it also suits, sits them up for when some bad things happen. Uh, Tucker was present last year. I had a grand mal seizure last year. We were out oh, at wow. a restaurant one night. And he was there present for that situation. And he was able to speak to that and to... Um, no, it was so we were able to have conversations with him after the fact right. on what happened, on why now... Um, I do certain things to avoid certain places and, and things like that and what that meant and what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And if we just baby talk to him and didn't do anything like that, Gloss over when it. a real thing happened, he's able to speak to that and he's able to, to, um, yeah. he now from that, he knows, um, his mom's phone number, my phone number, his address, all yeah. these things. And he's five years old and he knows all these things. Um, he knows what it's called when that happens. And so, yeah, I just read a story the other day about a little, when a girl was a little girl, uh, her mom taught her a nursery rhyme to hickory dickory dock, Mm -hmm. but she changed all the words in case, I guess the parents had had a very, very contentious relationship. The father was very abusive Okay, and she was worried that if something happened to her, that the kids would be in danger. And so she taught her daughter this song and told her that if she ever talked to a police officer, she should sing this song to them. And it had all this information in it. And she said that as a child, I didn't realize what that was. Now I realize that she was preparing me that if something happened to Mm -hmm. her, that they would be able to figure it out and I wouldn't have been stuck with my dad. Mm -hmm. I thought how crazy interesting, like ingenious of that that. mom, Mm -hmm. you know, but I do think kids are capable of understanding a lot. And I think, I think this movie is very, showing of that where it is mostly from the kid's perspective we really other than when the dad sees the car and the bike for the first time Mm -hmm. and when the mom's talking to her friend with the coffee and just before the dad asks for the remote when he's watching the sports there's really not much time where the scene is with just the parents parents. it's mostly all from the kid perspective Mm -hmm. and i think that shows us i mean kids are incredible Mm -hmm. Anyway, I thought that was super interesting with that one. No, and I think that's a really good overall theme for the whole movie is that they are very smart, they're very ingenuitive, and they're very braver than we give them credit for, mm-hmm. um, especially with kids nowadays. They they can handle things a whole heck of a lot more. They're thrown a lot more. They're, they're just so much put on them than we were ever put upon as kids mm-hmm. uh, with things that they have to na- navigate. Um, Think the older ones like with social media and things like that, or their um, their their safety things they have to do in school now for active shooter oh, safety yeah. things that yeah. 
I, I, I can recall back to being in elementary school. That would have just blew my mind. I had a hard time when it was fire drill day. And now they have to do that. There's so much that's put upon them that they're very much more smarter and braver than sometimes I think we give them credit for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Overall, I'm not saying I love, this, but I think. I love kids' stories. I love it so much. Our 13-year-old is writing a lot. She has a bunch of short stories and multiple novel ideas she's working on. And she's working on screenplays and all sorts of things. Sweet. And we've talked about the fact that she'll read stories. She loves loves reading. And she says, it's always so weird. The adults are either idiots or like, (laughs) or they don't really explain why the kids can't go to the adults. Like, Mm -hmm. why do the kids have to take care of it themselves? I mean, even to some extent that happens in like Harry Potter and all of those Mm -hmm. where you just see the kids have to do this on their own. And so we've talked a lot about that as a literary device and as a trope and why, and that the good stories have an explanation of why that is Mm -hmm. versus just Just the kids kids just have to be the ones to do it. This one explains that they're not... They're not believed. They're, just, they're not believed, and they're just in their own head. They're their right. own problems. Well, it's right. Boy Meets World, right? I mean, where mm-hmm. Mr. Finney just sits there in class and lets the kids talk. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, how many classes were you in where as you a child just, where you could just do that? that yeah. None. <laughs> I mean, and then was it Girl Meets World now? Mm-hmm. It's even worse. I mean, is Corey Speaking Matthews of Ben just, Savage. Yeah. <laughs> is that Ben Savage? Yeah, it yeah. is. That's Ben Corey Savage. Matthews. It's Corey Matthews, is the ben little Savage. brother. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I had I had to look it up when I was like, I yep. know that face. Yeah. How do I know? Because I watched Boy Meets World all the yeah, time when I was kid. Yep, that's Brent And I had, I had to look yeah. it up. Yeah. I was like, they have to be real life brothers. And I didn't know anything about yeah. that being a thing. And I then like I looked Fred up, Savage I was like, oh, more. that makes sense. Yeah, okay. no, I think Fred Savage is the more talented of the two. Yeah. But also, also, Fred Savage went to the Wonder Years, which was a more... Uh, down-to-earth acting style versus Ben Savage who went into Disney and Disney especially in that heavy-handed emotional stuff and it's because I mean the psychology of it is kids don't understand emotion very well and they've actually done studies where uh, they'll show kids a certain emotion just still pictures and they actually have a hard time identifying what Mm -hmm. it is and so the older you get, the more nuance and you're able to catch on those things. Mm-hmm. And so Disney is a great example of it. When you watch it, you think, man, everybody's overacting, but they're doing that on purpose. Yeah. It's totally on purpose. And it's something that, you know, can get really exhausting. I think when you have somebody who stays in the Disney machine, mm-hmm. you, they end up as an adult actor like Ben Savage <laughs> versus, <laughs> versus, you know, right. uh, when we get, yeah, stronger actors, you know, some of those kids who come out of the Disney machine, you know, when they're 18 or whatever, hopefully not going exactly off the deep front. end, mm-hmm. though they do, some of them. <laughs> some of them but, uh, but in the, as far as their acting ability, you know, where they can break into a different style of acting because mm-hmm. it's definitely its own style. For ben sure. Savage must have seen like Daniel Stern on the <laughs> And he was yes. like, this yep. guy's got something. That's how <laughs> I'm going to do it. Well, and all of them. I mean, who's the girl who plays Topanga? Because it's the same, even as an adult. And I think man as an adult did you not go farther than this like <laughs> yeah wow. sitcom acting and the the wonder your style is way different right. way really it makes me think you know i i think this movie i think missed its mark as far as the marketing goes and the targeting because mm-hmm. just looking at the image i mean it is kind of a, a scary monster with the horns and the makeup mm-hmm. and you get a little bit too old, and mm-hmm. they're not going to be interested in little monsters, mm-hmm. right? 
and too young and parents are like oh, that looks scary there's makeup and freaky yeah i don't need my kid thing. to think it's of that a little time. yeah it's it's a little too that's that's why i'm thinking like between the old that the, that's what i said about the that that demographic was represented by the little brother and fred savage because there's no more younger too young older than that too old yeah it's so narrow right mm -hmm. and narrative wise like they had all the pieces but it just there's more interesting pieces that could have been put in but world building wasn't something that they were interested in yeah what are the and other what are the other movies in that same time frame there was drop dead fred there drop was dead fred the monsters um, under the of... stairs was there one under the stairs and what was the uh, one that aaron was in jared I'm looking that up right now. So we have a friend from college who she was in one in 99 that came out, I think. In 99? Oh, it was a later. Yeah, okay. it was a later one. Um, and she's in one that's kind of a similar monsters are real type type thing. Don't look under the bed. Don't, Don't look, look under, under the bed. bed. OMG. <laughs> you know Fred just from... fangirled her yeah. so hard right she's now. She's the, the main girl in that. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Look at yeah. his face. That, this is my favorite yeah. thing ever. I am a huge fan of the Disney Channel original yeah. movies Oh, from I that love time. the Disney Channel Oh yeah, like Brink movies. and Johnny Tsunami mm -hmm. and uh, Ooh, good stuff. Don't Look Under the Bed. I also, that one I thought was like legitimately scary. Yeah. I was like, ooh, this is pretty spooky. Is she local? No, no, she's in California. Well, she is now. They filmed it in Salt Lake, and that's where she was yeah. from. But then, yeah. yeah. Well, Tell she... her I'm a big fan if you ever <laughs> next okay. time you talk. Invite her onto the show. <laughs> Brett has a show. I have a show. We would love to talk to her. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much, guys. Um, I think we're going to wrap this up. I think okay. I can I could go for more hours. Having, I'm having a blast. Um, I thank you so much for coming to be on the show. Um, Thanks for I've been wanting to work you the, work with you guys for a very long time, and I'm very excited for the opportunity now. So oh, so it's, fun! Uh, well, we Thank you. It. Yeah, yeah, we love movies, so oh, good. we'll talk about movies anytime. Good, yeah, we'd love to have you back uh, in the near future. We uh, we, yeah, we we just made a horror movie that won an award, actually. What did yeah. you make? So we made it was for H48, yeah, which yeah. is the 48 Hour oh. Film Festival, and it was called The Boy I Left Behind. <laughs> Just watched that yeah. the other day. Yeah, I, that was so good. Oh my gosh, that was so great. Thank you. Yeah, it That's was. Right. We were on that. Uh, I was the first AD. Oh, right on. And then Nicole was uh, art department and, and a, vampire. a vampire. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Yeah, it was so good. And it didn't quite work out like we wanted it to. Yeah, we we did help the writing with our we friend helped, Cody. Yeah, who, we it was story it, a it was bit. his team that he put together, and we usually sit down and help write and. And that, and there were some allowances we had to change a little bit for it, but it's it's a fun one to do. And honestly, I don't usually think about horror movies or scary movies. We think of stories all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but as we were leaving that shoot, it was super fun, and we had a good time. We were talking about, okay, let's let's pretend that we just have get the prompt. It's vampires. What would we write? And nice. sat down and wrote another one. Now that we really need to film that I never in a million years thought that I'd want to write or be in a vampire movie, but I really do. Do you, do you need a heavy set bearded man for about 39? <laughs> I just might. In a movie? I just might, we yeah. Can, we can Where write can we a part for might. you. Oh. I was just going to say, oh, oh, well. I'm a 33-year-old. Yeah, the boy I left behind was, was uh, I, I really enjoyed that. So oh, kudos to you guys. That was really good. I feel like you two are we, making these guys fangirl all over the place, and I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh. I'm well, loving it. I mean, it. We, we love movies. I, at this point now, I'm going to have to go back and listen to every single episode of the podcast because... 
I, we love making them. We love watching them. Yeah, that's the hard thing. I didn't know what your podcast was going to be at first. I'm like, man, if he asks us to not like a movie, I don't know if we'll do that. Because I <laughs> like, I can't watch a movie and not think about the people who made the right. movie. Exactly. And think about, like, the, the time there's the always going to well, be good stuff yeah. to it. I mean, we even watched one with our kids, Heaven Help Us, called WrestleMania on Netflix. Oh, the dog. Yeah. Yes. With the mm-hmm. Jack Russell Terrier. And and oh, yeah. even that, Jared and I found one. so much laughter and joy in the story that they made, even when at the same point we're like, oh, oh, can you imagine the pitch meeting on that one? <laughs> that's that's why I love loved doing this show, because it is fun. When you, you know, It's easy to just like, oh, yeah, the movie's terrible and that's dumb. But that just closes the door. Sure. And you're not going to force yourself to, you know, because there's been a couple films that I just did not care for at sure, all that we've yeah. done on this show even myself i walked away like actually it's really cool and i'll watch it again yeah um well you're yes ending i mean to pull it back into improv which yeah. is our bread and butter uh-huh. y- when you say no i don't like that you are shutting the door and you yeah. can't you Good can't call. go forward yeah yes but, ending. but you mm-hmm. say yes let's figure mm-hmm. out what's good about this mm-hmm. i mean if, and if it's nothing else than just the fact that people took the time and did the effort mm-hmm. and put in the work to make something happen mm-hmm. they created something and to me, that's the coolest thing that humans can do is actually create things. It sets us apart from mm-hmm. all the other animals. Yeah, you, know, you can we, we make things that use our imagination. There's, there's three ways you can be. You can either sit at home and criticize. You can destroy or you can create. Mm-hmm. Man, I'd rather be a creator. And if I'm seeing other people create, I don't want to be a criticizer. I, I want to be able to be a supporter. I want to see somebody yeah, create. Go do it. Well, and I've seen, I've only seen two out of the six movies that we've, that I've been on for. And so, well, before I, before, before I you came watched on for this. Sure. Yeah. And, <laughs> nope, ever. <laughs> never, still haven't done it. I just bullshitted my way through it. I'm that good, guys. Um, and so that's, that's what's been really fun. The, my first episode was Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. And I'd never seen it. I'd seen the first two, but so... Joey and I are just talking about all these different plot twists and I'm having a great time and I'm, I've, I'd never seen this movie and it's adorable. Yep. Small Soldiers was cute as hell too. Like it's it's all these things that I've never seen before and I never would have seen if I hadn't, yeah. if I'm not doing this. So like I love watching storylines and seeing, yeah. seeing what people do and I love, I have friends that are burlesque community, drag community, actors. I have people that are, I have a friend that's making lip balms and bath bombs and, awesome. and I love when people tell me about the stuff that they're doing because it's it just brightens my day mm-hmm. you know and i that that is a big, big thing for me too yep so yeah i love expanding no. my world yeah <laughs> um awesome. I'll, I'll definitely uh share the your your that the boy i left behind uh and if there's anything else oh, okay. just let me know i'll share it on the on our page thank you um Thank you guys again uh, for being here. Thanks for having times us. Out of your well, time I guess awesome. to say another one, just real quick, we made another one for the H48 last <laughs> year. That's um, kids. It's kids uh, who get stuck in a haunted, haunted world haunted place man. called Door Seven, and that's been. You, you guys filmed that at Haunted World, yes? Yeah, we filmed it at okay. Haunted World. Jared and I are in that one, but our daughter is actually uh, the seven. star of that one, and another daughter is in it. Nice. She's one of the scary. Door seven. Sweet. And yeah. yeah. Sweet, and then sweet, sweet, sweet. on the non-horror, we did For Jane, which was another 48-hour one that's nice. also making the rounds at some Every festivals. year the, the, so. the, the 48 festivals come around, and I was like, I really want to be involved in this. And then I 
it comes and goes. And yeah. I just sit back and then look at all the cool stuff yeah. that you guys make. The so. nice part about it is uh, we could probably make another film with 48 hours of concentrated effort, you know, from people, but you spread it out over a couple of weeks and it's harder to get people to commit. If you say, yeah. hey, can you be available for this weekend, mm -hmm. for this Friday and Saturday no, and Sunday? I and love the 48 hours. We do it. I love it. I love it. Same thing with the play festivals. You write it. Yeah, yeah, you get. I did help prompts. with one a couple years ago. That sounds like so yeah. much fun. Yeah, you yeah, get the prompts on Friday. Well, we'll keep you guys in mind because yeah. we're. I would love looking. to do that. Yeah, you get a yeah. you get awesome. a, you get an object and a line, right? And yep. a Some, genre. And a genre, yeah. That sounds so like a I did blast. Help with one That's the always other what day. I do with my shows. It's usually like two days before my show. I'm like, I was going to oh, say yeah, you have a show this my... weekend and you I haven't do. done anything for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm horrible, right but then on. I turn out with something wonderful every yeah. time. So awesome. I've so always much. worked well under pressure. There you go. I keep. I, I I would be remiss if I didn't tell this story because you were talking about um, if your head was on your butt and your butt was on your. Uh, oh right. About the deep thinkers. Uh, I, I'd be remiss if I don't tell the story about what Miles asked me one time. Uh, speaking of deep thinking. He says, hey, Dad, do you know who LeBron James is? I said, yeah, he's a basketball oh player. God, I'm so excited right now. You, you, you know LeBron James? Said, yeah. Is he real? <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's real. Is he? <laughs> Shit, I don't know. <laughs> I Maybe. <laughs> so now I don't know if LeBron James is real or not. <laughs> so you've met, him? You've, you've so, met him? You have a team. No, you've never you've met him. him. So I probably so you know. know sure. I don't know. He's not a, he's not a makeup of the construct. Just like, Are you sure he's real? <laughs> he just unplugged you from the Matrix. He did. I'm like, I'm <laughs> back. I'm woke AF now. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, uh, Stall yeah, yeah. Nicole, and Jared. I appreciate you guys so much. Awesome. Uh, I love the, the work you guys do. And um, improv is, is, is so much fun. I love it so much. And my only regret is that I don't get to do it as often. So you guys are doing the thing. And I, I just appreciate you guys so much for everything that you do. Oh, well, thanks thank for having you. us. We'll keep you posted on more stuff. And please do. reach out to improv. Cause I, yeah, I'd love to. We, we love having people. Um, uh, uh, yes, and. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> and, uh, All of that. Carissa, thank you so much uh, for coming. And Always. Brett, uh, thank you. Hey -oh. for And uh, you guys, uh, real quick, um, I want to remind you one too about our tip jar we have on the eavesdrop.com page for uh be the be kind rewind and the on the contest if you if you listen to this on friday will close today and so far nobody has guessed the answer the, the question the question being is um what was the name of the sweepstakes company that ed mcmahon pitched for in the late 80s early 90s uh winner gets uh -oh, a Jared dvd knows. copy of the weekend of bernie's um oh, that I we will give to movie. you so yeah we sat and talked for two hours about weekend of bernie's too oh we have an, we have an improv <laughs> with game the with Taylors. that yeah oh, love that right one. on so um if you know the answer it's not what you think it is um but anyway contact that and i'll release the win uh when this episode debuts we will also debut the answer and the winner um so thank you everybody for listening i love you remember if you're gonna have a rewind you might as well be kind love you and we'll, be, we'll talk to you next time